A Ghost Club by John Kendrick Bangs. Number 5010. There's a time when I see the details of his story. For his lips a Stuart man, the 38. Stuart of Hugh, a pleasing dress, and altogether last person one would take for a convict serving a term for sneak feeding. The only outer symptoms of his actual condition were the strip striped suit he wore, the style cut which was still involved at Sing Sing Prison. A closely cropped hair which showed off the stately intelligent lines of his head to great advantage. He was engaged in making shoes when I first saw him, and so impressed was I with the contrast between his really refined features and grace and manner, those his British-looking companions. I asked my guide who he was, and what were the circumstances which had brought him to Sing Sing. He pegs shoes like a gentleman, I said. Yes, returned the keeper. He's a very troublesome that way. He thinks he's too good for his position. He can't do nothing with the boots he makes. Why do you keep him at work in the shoe department? I queried. Hadn't got no work to be done in his special line, so we have to put him wherever we can and peg shoes less badly than he does anything else. What was his special line? The gentleman leisure traveling for his health before he got in the troubles of the law. His real name is Barbaduke Fans Teppington. He wolf for Pembinehurst, let's see Warwickshire. He landed in this country for Tuesday, took to serving souvenir spoons on a Friday, was drugged the same day, tried, convicted, and there he sits for two days more, two years more. How interesting, I said. Was the evidence against him conclusive? Extremely half dozen spoons were found in his person. You really guilty, I suppose? Not him. Played to me as innocent as a new moon babe. Told a cock and bull story about having been deluded by spirits. By judge, the jury wasn't to be fooled. They gave him every chance too. He even came himself to judge, did the Pampers by C. Warwickshire. His own expense to see if the man was an imposter, but he never got any reply. There was to them, as they said, well, so such places Pembrokehurst by sea, Warwickshire. They, they never proved it. I should have liked very much to interview him, said I. It can't be done, sir, said my guy. Rawls is very strict. Couldn't we, couldn't we rearrange an interview for me? I said, giggling a bunch of keys in my pocket. Must have recognised the sound before he clattered. A gruff replied, I have heard my, my orders are basin. Just add this to my pen dysfunction phone. Put it in finding him a fairy bill bill. And put it through if possible. Huh? Didn't say impossible, he answered. Grateful smile. I said it's against the rules. But here we have been known to make exceptions. I think I can make fix you up. Suffice to say he did fix me up. And two hours later five one oh five oh one oh set together. I sat together in the cell with the former. Not too clamorous stall. I had a pleasant chat in the course of which he told me the story of his life, which I surmised was one to me to me a less extremely interesting and easily worth twice the amount of my contribution to Petrofan under the management of my guide of the morning. My real name, said a fortune convict, as you may already have guessed, is not five oh one oh. His alias has forced upon me 
the state of the authorities. My real name is Austin Merritt Serenes. Ahem, I said. My, my guide heard this morning. They told me that in reality your Marmaduke, Fens Tepping de Wolf, a permanent house by sea, Great Warwickshire. Number 5010 laughed long and loud. Of course he heard. You don't suppose I'll give the authority my real name, do you? I am Adam, a nephew. I am an old-aged, old, I, I am an aged rich uncle, a rich millionaire uncle, whose heart will, would, will it, would break were he to appear to put my pretty plate. Both the heart and will in my favour, hence my tender solitude for him. I am innocent, of course. Convicts always say, always are, you know, it wouldn't make any difference. You do I have a vocation. Just the same, it's one of my family traits, that. So I gave a false name to authorities, seeking for my uncle, about to set out for walking across the great American desert. I guessed him not to worry, but not here for me for a number of years. America being a state of semi-visualization, which mails outside certain districts of Tony, I know my uncle being an Englishman, conservative gentleman, addicted more to reading than to travel, accepts information very, very curious, respects nothing. When I am liberated, I shall return to him, and in his death shall be conservative man of wealth, myself, see? If you are innocent and be, and be rich and influential, why did you not appeal to him to save you, I asked? But I'm afraid that he, the rest of the world, wouldn't have declined to believe my defence. So 5010, it's good defence. The judge had only known it. I am proud of it. But in fish virtual, I put in, and not and so not good. Alas, yes, this is an incredulous age. People, particularly judges, are hard-headed political men affairs. Fence has suited more for my age of mysterious, mystical tendencies. Will you believe it? Sir, my own lawyer, the man whom I paid $18.25, Tremium calls, told me that offence was rubbish, devoid even of literary merit. What chance could a man have if the lawyer doesn't even believe in him? None, I answered sadly. You had no chance at all, though, though innocent? Yes, I had one. I chose not to take it. I might have proved myself non mentis. Out of all my making a fool myself in public, for during, I had too much dignity for that. I can tell you, told my lawyer, I would prefer felon's cell to richly furnished flat of a wealthy lunatic, which he replied, and always lost. And so it was, and I my defence in court. Judge laughed and jury whispered, Oh, kid, kid, sir, with burning spoons, and murder itself was no further for my faults than theft. Then tell me, but they tell me they caught red-handed, that I would not have half done spoons, found upon your person. In my hand, returned the prisoner. Spoons were in my hand when I was arrested, and they were seen there by the owner, the police of a usual crowd of small boys that couldn't drink such embarrassing moments, springing up. Out of sight, it's dropping down for the heavens, swarming in ever from everywhere. I had no idea what there were so many books, more boys, a world until I was rested. Found myself in Connoisseur, you sure, a million, maybe innocent blue eyes. Were they, were they all blue eyed? A quid figure in a point interesting, scientific point of view. I only discovered a curiosity of morbid character. There's always found connection with eyes of who, especially. Side hue.
No, no, I fancy not, returned my host. But a man with a load of other fellow spoons in his possession, a pair of handcuffs, if this, everything looks blue. I don't doubt it, replied. But just how could you defend yourself? Every evidence you would execute. Excuse me for saying so close to evidence. And that pointed to your guilt. Booze are gift, he answered. But the only one denied that. I know. I know it. That's where the beastly part of it all came in. They have not given by the owner. By, by, not by means, by being low down, practical, joke loving ghosts. Number 510 oh, anger as he spoke those words. A terrible witness. He strode up and down the floor in his cell and dashed his arms right and left. I wish for a moment it was everywhere. I should not have flown. However, even had the cell door been open and my way clear, the suggestion of supernatural agency, my connection, his crime, whetted my curiosity. Till it was more keen than ever, I made up my mind to hear the story about to the end. I had learned to commit a crime and get myself sentenced to confinement in a prison for life to do to do so. Poetry extreme measures of this nature were necessary for it. After a few minutes, Serenis come down and seated himself down beside me in the cot, drained his water pitcher to begs and began. Excuse me for not offering you a drink, he said. The wine they serve here most, well, moist is hardly what I could serve. But choose except for baby purposes. And remit, commit, 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 compliment you by assuming you don't wish to taste it. Thank you, I said. Do you know, I do not like your, I do not like to take water straight exactly. I do it, in fact, a little this. Here I struck this small flask from my, from my pocket and handed it to him. Ah, he said, smacking his lips. And he took a long pull at its contents. That puts spirit in, that puts spirit to man. His dad replied ruefully, but no, he had left me little, very little but the flask. I don't think it was necessary for you to deprive me of my mind. No, that is it, that it is. You can't appreciate it necessary. Unless you uh, have suffered in your life, so I suffering. You were never set up against up yourself. I gave a glance, which was indignation. I guess not, I said. I have led a life that is above approach. Good, he replied. And that, and what to satisfaction that is, that is, that I don't believe we ever stay in this jail life. For if it wasn't my conscience, it is clean and clear, so it would be if I never used it. Would you mind telling me what the defence was, I asked. So it not, he said cheerfully. I'm very glad to give it to you. But you must remember one thing, it's copyright. Fire ahead, I said with a smile. I respect your copyright. I'll give you a royalty of what I get for your story. The story. Very good, he answered. It was like this. To begin, I must tell you that I was a boy preparing for college. I had a chum, a brilliant, fun-looking chum called Hawkley Hicks. Concerning his future, various prophecies were been made. But I've been often said he would be a great poet. His father thought he was born to be a great general. Our headmaster at Skirnbury issued the young gentleman Prophesy the gallows, they're all wrong known. But for myself, I think what it, if he'd lived long enough, always any of the prophecies might have come true. Trouble was that Hawkley died at the age of twenty three. Fifteen years elapsed, graduated from high honours at Brandy's Bezanos. 
lived a life of elegant nature, and at the age of thirty-seven broke down in health. That was that was about a year ago. My uncle, whose heir constant companion I was, gave me a liberal allowance and sent me off to travel. Came to America, landed in New York early in September. Set about winning back the colour which had departed from my cheeks by sedious devotion, such pledges as New York affords. Two days after my arrival, I set on my airing on Coney Island, leaving my hotel at four in the afternoon. On the way down Broadway, the sun had startled. I hear my voice spoken behind me, a pole and pulled. I'm turning to see stand with outstretched hands, and less a person than my defunct chum, Hope. Coakley checks. Impossible, said I. Exactly my mark replied, number 5010, which I added, Hopley Hicks. It can't be you, but it is me, replied, and I am convinced, convicted, but Harvey never was good at his grammar. I looked at him a minute, then I said, but Hopley, I thought you were dead. I am, he answered. And why should a little thing like that stand between friends? You shouldn't, Hopley. I answered meekly, it's condemnably unusual, now for a man to associate, even with his best friend, fifteen years after he died and been buried. You mean to say, Austin, that because I was weak enough to once to come to bad cold, you and the dearest friend of my youth, close companion of my school days, partner of my choice joys, tend to go back on me here in a strange city? Hopefully, I reply, answered hoskly, not a bit of it, my letter of credit. A room and a hotel, my dress suit, even my ticket to Coney Island are at your deposit. I think the part of your goddess joys ought first to be let in on the ground floor, said Price, and informed how juice you managed to turn up in New York fifteen years. So according to your degrees. In New York, with the fear after the boys of your kind, it is some freak of my imagination. This is a seminary proper that is an inventory proper question I put in, but just to show what that wildest story I was hearing terrified me, not altogether speechless. It is indeed, said five one one reckons it's such, for he replied at once. Neither, he said, imagine it's all right, imagination all right. Yogis, neither heaven nor the other place. Fetties are spooky, I can tell you, Austin. It's just about the finest work there is. If you could if I've managed to shuffle off your little girl, get in with a couple of ghosts the way I have, and be playing in good luck. Thanks for that hint, hopefully. I said with a grateful smile. But to tell you the truth, I did not find that life in Tony Bear. I get my females a day, keep my pocket full of change, eat sleep for eight hours every night on a couch. Couldn't be more desirable. They studied with jewels and mine mineral springs. That's enough. That's, that's your moral guide, immigrants. Austin retorted, I lived long enough to appreciate the necessary being ignorant, but your son of immigrant resistance is really not meant to be mentioned in the same cycle as mine. You talk with for about three meals a day, you earn your deal. You've got the eating your labour. You've just begun those meals. I have to be digest every one of them. You could, if you were any son saying, you pull, you deceive, or fall for where a tear their active digestion is. In my life, you are feasting all the time, but no need for digestion. You pick your money in your pockets. Well, I have none. I am richer than the two, 
I don't need money. A world is mine. If I choose, I could pour the contents of George's window. Until that, Miss Fifecker, but cold bono, a jam for the night, my eye, quite as well where they are as for Trevor Austin, of which you have always been fond. This petrol method beats all, it just watched me. I watched him as well as I could for a minute. Said by five oh one oh. Then he says, "Feel another minute he is before me again." Well, I said, "Suppose you've been around the block in that time, huh?" You won't laugh around the block," he interjected. "I've done them the continent of Europe. They can run through China, haunted the Empire of Japan, sail for the around the horn since a few minutes ago." He's a truthful boy, in spite of his peculiarities. What he was said to the quietly, so I had to believe what he said. He bored lies. It's a pretty fast travelling, though, said I. He made a fine, miserable. That's so, I wish I suggested to him. Smiled my host. I can tell you, sir. Astonished. Hawkley, I said. You always were fast, youth. Never thought you'd develop into this. I wonder you out of breath after. I wonder you're not out of breath for such a journey. No point, my dear Austin. Favour my model of resistance. These boots are no breath to begin with. Constantly to get out of it, it's to no preparation. <coughs> but as I added, whether you are bound. To Coney Island, see the sights, I replied. Will you join me? Not I, I replied. Coney Island is tame. I first joined the Spectre Band. It seemed to me that nothing which would delight could delight me. More an eternal round of gaiety like that. But Justin, I've changed about a good deal since you and I were parted about the grave. I should say you had, I answered. Doubt if many my old friends would know you. You seem to have had difficulty doing so yourself, Austin. You lied regretfully. But you see here, my old chap, give up Collier and spend the evening with me at the club. You have a good time, I can assure you. A club, I said. Don't mean to say your visions have a club. I do indeed. The ghost club is the most flourishing association of choice spirits in the, in the world. They have rooms in every city in the creation. Quite part of this, there's no dues to be paid. Membership this holds one of some of the finest names in history. Shakespeare, Milton, Chancellor. Pony Bonaparte, Caesar, George Washington, Mozart, Frederick the Great, Mark Antony, Classius, a blackboard on Caesar's Count Galileo, Confucius. You admit the Chinese, huh? I queried. Not always, replied. A con was such a good fellow that he had the heart to keep him out. But you see, Austin, what a lot of fine fellows there are in it. Yes, it's a magnificent list, I should say. They made a pretty interesting set of fellows to hear talk, I put in. Well, rather, Hawkey replied, I wish you could have heard a debate between Shakespeare, Caesar, and the Revolution. Pen is might have sword, it was immense. I should think it might have been, I said, which one? 
the sword party is the best fighters. No one the merits of argument Shakespeare was way ahead. But I thought I could stand a chance to see his boots like that. I think I'd to give up on Conan and go with you, I said. Well, replied Hockley. Just that's just the kind of chance you do stand. You'll be there tonight. As a ladies' day, you might meet Lagretta Borgia Cleopatra. Few other female reparations. Considerable note. I said, I'm yours for the rest of the day, I said. Also, we, so, so we adjourned to the rooms of the ghost club. These rooms were a beautiful house on Fifth Avenue. A number house you'll find on the court records. I haven't forgotten it. A large, broad, brown stone structure. It must have been over 150 feet in depth. Such features I never saw before. Everything was in the height of luxury. I'm quite certain that among beings to whom money is measured or possibility, no such magnificence is unattainable. Painting the walls were the most famous artists of our own and other days. Rugs on the superbly punished floors were both fortunes. Not only the acquisite variety, but also the rare extreme rarity. In keeping with his the furniture brick back and a short, my dear friend. Yes, sir. Never dreamed of anything so dazzlingly, so superb, magnificent, as apartment in which I was ushered on the ghost of my condominium friend, Harry Hicks. First, a speechless wonder, which seemed to amuse Hicks very much. Perfectly fine, eh? he said. There was a short laugh. Well, I replied a moment, considering you could get along without money, and all resources of the world are at your disposal. If not more than half bag, real library, I always fund the books. It was plain 501 in faithfulness to me. And so it's quite anxious to see when a ghost, couple of ghosts, could show in the way of literary treasures. Imagine my surprise when Hawking informed me the club had no collection of sorts for appeal to Bidavar. No, he answered, we have no library. Oh, strange, I said, cover which men like Shakespeare, Milton, Edgar and Poe and other deceased literary belong should be deceased, deflect, deflect in that respect. Not always, said he. Why should we want books when we have the men themselves to tell the tales of us? What will you give a rap, rap to possess a set of William Shakespeare if William himself could sit down and rattle off the whole business to any time he choose to ask him to do it? Would you follow Scott's printed narratives through their devious and treacherous periods? If Sir Walter, his spirit could come to you on demand, tell the old stories over again, in tenth of the time, it would take you to read introduction one of them. I fancy not, said I said. Are you, are you in such luck? I am, said Hooker, only personally. I send, only send, never send for Scott or Shakespeare. At first, something lighter. Then either Douglas, Gerald, or Moritz. But best of all, I like to sit and hear Noah's swapped animal stories, David Cobbett. Noah's the brightest man who's aid and club. Adam's kind of slow. How about Sonnenham? I asked, more be flippant than Benny's eye of information. I much supposed to hear Hulkley speak of those great experiences. He and they were chums, so long standing. Sonnenham is resigned for the club, said he. Said Sonny. It's a good fellow, Sonnenham. Well, being 40 knew it all. 
until the old Doc Johnson got hold of him and he kneel, knuckled down the revolver rough a man get firmly established in his belief and he's the widest creature going and then after a couple of thousand years of Lincoln come along telling him things he never knew before especially the way Sam Johnson lives himself in his opinions Johnson never cared who he hurt you know when he got off to Solomon, he did it with all his might. And I wonder if Boswell was there, adventured, interrupted five or ten, and just draw me narrative for an instant. Yes, he was there, returned the prisoner. I met I met, met him later the evening, but he wasn't spooked he might be. But he isn't spooked he might be. I never had much spirit below any hill. He died, he had to leave his nose behind. And that settled him. Of course, I answered. Boswell with no nose to stick unto another one person's affair. Would be like a fellow with dead Simona left out. But come on, what did you do next? Well, 510 was resumed. After I looked off about me and dropped my fill of magnificence on every hand, Hockley told me, took me into the music room and introduced me to Mozart and Wagner, a few other compo- composers. Both my quest Wagner played interim version of Daisy Bell and Morgan. It's great. Not much like Daisy Bell, of course. More like a collision between a cyclone and a cinema room. In a template mining camp, in a fact, but nevertheless marvellous, I tried to remember it afterwards and jotted down a few notes. I found the first bar, took it seven sheets of fool's cap, and so gave it up. In most that tried to his hand on banjo for amusement. Minston sang half a dozen of his songs without words. And Gustav Falk played with his pose weird stories on piano. Then Carl Colleen came in the Hawkley introduced me to him. He's a gruff old gentleman. Too many anxious to have fools become eligible. I judged them judged from the rather fierce manner which he handled with the club he had in his hand. That there was one or two other men prominent still living that was anxious to meet. Taking two was delirious. Of a two minute interview was certain of it as his present Pretty Milton's critics. Between you and me, it was it was a week. The bacon gave sick beer. The spoke contiguous dully meant anything. The famous cryptogrammian would be no doubt that we all do well to drink a bottle. Licks of life. Every morning for breakfast. Starve a dissolution as long as he can. There's no getting around the facts, sir. So he's added with a sniffed shake of the head. Better the these literary folk with acquittal tendencies going to have the hardest kind of time across the river and apply for admission to the ghost club. I don't ask any better fun than a watching for a safe distance in mission actions that varies. The next few will go over. And as an Englishman, sir, who wholly believes in and admires Lord Wolseley. If there was a jail, he would do it. I write him a letter. I warn him that he could better revise his estimates. Certain famous soldiers 
no longer living, desires to find rest in a mysterious other world, where he, he must eventually betake himself. They got their swords sharpened for him. He discovered instance when he gets over there, in which sword is mightier than the pen. I'll let Hulkley told me upstairs and introduced me spirit no Napoleon Bonaparte, whom I passed about twenty five minutes talking over victories and defeats. Told me never could understand how a man like wanted to cave defeat in my one to do. And he had sounded the Iron Duke on subject and found him equally arrogant. To the hours of the afternoon evening passed, met quite a number of famous ladies, Catherine, Marie, Louise, Josephine, Queen Elizabeth and others, talked on architecture with Queen Mary Anne. Surprised to learn she never saw Queen Anne Cottage. They took Pig Wolverton down to supper and together had a fine time of it. My dear Serenes, I put at its point the first thing what this has to do with the defence of your trial, the city's booms. I'm coming to that, said Five or One sadly. I dwell on the moments past and looked at club because they were the happiest of my life and loathe to speak of what followed. I suppose I must. The Jew due to Queen Isabella, I got in trouble. Peg Wolverton presented me to Queen Isabella in the supper room. And while Her Majesty and I were talking, I spoke of how beautiful everything in the club was, and my especially half dozen Spanish spoons upon the sideboard. When I had done this, the Queen called to Ferdinand, who was chatting with Columbus on the other side of the room, to come to me. Uh, which he did with an odyssey. I was only to the king, and then my trouble began with Cerise. And my just spoons for an answer, the queen. The king smiled and turned to me and observed, Sir, they are, they are yours. Waiter, just do those spoons. Just do those spoons up. Give them to Mrs. Cerise. Of course, said 5010. Five, oh, five, oh, against this. Upon the king looked displeased. If all in our club, sir, as well as an old Spanish custom for us to present to our guests anything that might they may happen to openly admire. It was surely significant well that the commented they had to get the club life to know that guests may not prosperity decline to be governed by the regulation of the club whose hospitality they are enjoying. I certainly am aware of that, my dear king. I replied, and of course, I accept the spoons with silly gratitude. My remorse was prompted slowly by my desire to explain to you. I am well aware of such regulation. I assure you, I ventured to inform your good wife that the spoons have been recited. A sincere celebration. I'm not hinting that it could please me greatly, be quite granted by their possessor. Your courtly speech, sir, returning the king. Low bow, example, no shots of your sincerity. I beg that you put the spoons in your pocket and do you say no more. This, they are yours, verb sap. I thank the great Spaniard and said no more, pocketing the spoons. No, a little it's exultation. Because having always been a lover of quaint and beautiful, I was glad to possess such treasures. Now I must confess some misgivings, the possibility being a they being unreal. Shortly after this episode, looked at my watch, discovered getting well on towards eight o'clock. Going towards eleven o'clock, I thought saw that Howley, Hawkley, Hawkley, and for the purpose of thanking him, 
delightful evening. I thank you my taking my leave. I bet him as a whole taking up talking to Empress. So it went to a stage in the United States. Then they said I did not stop to hear. I've been my hand to Hookley, phone him and my intention to part. But old chap he said, fetchingly, there you came. It tell you it was a pleasure to see you. Hope we meet again sometime soon. And then catching sight of my bundle, he asked, What are they what are you there? I phoned him my episode of something. Fancy perceived a look of arrogance and cadence. Didn't take them, Hulkley, I said, but Edinburgh insisted. Oh, it's all right, returned Hulkley. You're only I'm sorry, you'd better get along home. With them as quickly as you can, stay nothing. Above all, don't try to sell them. Why else? I must much prefer to leave them here. It was a question of priority. Am I here? Continued five oh one oh. Hockey seemed to grow impatient. He stamped his foot angrily and bade me go at once, or there might be trouble. Proceeded to bring him, left the house instanter, slamming the door somewhat angrily behind him. Hockey's and seventies way of spending being his passing guests did not seem to me exactly what I right to expect at all at, a, at, at, at the time. I see now that what the objective was create him of any intention to be rude. I must say, I, if I ever catch him again, why an explanation from him for having induced me into such bad company. As I walked down the steps, said 1510, the chimes of the neighbouring church were playing at the hour of eleven. I stopped at the last step to look at the possible handsome cab when a portly gentleman accompanied by a slave startled tidied about the stoop and I eyed me narrowly for a moment. Then sent the lady up the steps, turned to me and said, What are you doing here? We just left the cupboard, I answered, all right. I was Hawkley Hoke's guest. Who's go- whose ghosts are you? What do you talk about? he asked. Well, Guffley, much to my surprise and discomfort. I tried to give a civil answer to your question, I returned indignantly. I guess you're crazy or thief, he rejoined. See here, friend, I put in. Well, impressively, just remember one thing. Talking to Renan, I don't take remarks of that sort of way, but he spoke otherwise. I don't care if you're ghosts of Emperor Nero. It gives me any more than your imprudence. Dissipate you to the four quarters of the universe. See, they grabbed me and shouted at the police. I was painfully surprised to find that incident. Coping with a mysterious being in the world, a hundred, two hundred and ten pounds of flesh about to handle. The populace began to gather. A million and a half small kids, boys, whom I've already spoken, mostly street gamers, owing to the lateness of the hour, sprung up from all about us. Handsome cub drivers attracted by the noise, altercation, drove up to the sidewalk to watch the elements. And then, after the usual fifteen or twenty minutes, the blue coat embassy of justice appeared. What? What's that? He asked. I detected this man leaving my house in a suspicious manner. Some embassy. I had reason to suspect for thieving. For thieving my house? Why is he ejected from fine school? You got there. This is the house of New Branch, New Branch of the Ghost Club. You want to prove it? I had turned to policeman, ring the bell, and asked. Uh, I think that was fair proposition, observed the policeman. It's a hot moon. This is secunded. Is a motion seconded? Oh, come now, said my colonel captain. Stop this nonsense, or I'll put you to the department. 
It's my house has been for 20 years. I want this man such. Uh, I have no warrant permitting me to investigate counts. I did gentleman's clothes. It turned the intelligent member looked false. But you know, as I come, you seldom out of my the Jews has ransom. They heaved a gentleman which worked on the Higgis compass bonus and your property. A jug did to the other baggard. Be responsible, said the alleged behind of the house. Take him to the station. Refuse the member said. Oh, not carried you, said the policeman. I had an old receipt to burnish your old locomotion. Did don't you give me clap? Don't start only ways. I'll get you ambulance. Oh, well, if you insist, I'll fly. Of course I'll go. I have nothing to fear. You see, I did five one oh five oh one mile. To me, it's pacemakers. The fault suddenly flashed across my mind. It's all fool. It was my captain said. The house is really his and not the ghost clubs. If the whole thing was of my fancy, building the house would turn and be tiny fanciful. So I was right or less, I thought it was. We trotted along the police station, on the other way, on the way, as saw the policeman the whole story, which pressed him slowly, crossed himself a dozen other times, uttered numerous ejection, ejection prayers. His trusted spirits preserve us. Ever having, having mercy, and others like been pulled. Was the ghosty dog collie there? I asked. Yes, of course. I shook hands with it. Let me shake your hands, he said. The way voice trembling with emotion. The best in my ear. You behaves easier with in it. Consent. I said, for the love of Dan, or you let me escape. Thanks, old fellow, I replied. I isn't wrongdoing as I can prove. Alas, sighed the crown vet. It not to be so, but I arrived at the station house, then found it learned the spoons were all too real. Thomas story sergeant pointed to the program C G C Booth's evidence that my story is correct. But even that told against me, alleged only his initial G C his letters with her held. And Melagram only served as late. He claimed his spoons. Most of all, he claimed he was being robbed on several occasions before this. By midnight, I found myself locked up in a dirty cell for wait trial. I got a liar, and as I said before, even he declined to believe my story. Jesse the insanity dodge. Of course, I wouldn't leave that. So I tried to get the subpoena Fernandez and Isabella and Embrys and Hokley Hawks on my behalf. All he was to sit there and shake his head at me. Then I said to going on up to furniture and opera place some fateful night. As the clock struck twelve, and trying to serve papers of Wagner's spook, all of which he treated as worthy of moments of consideration. Then I was tired, convicted, and sighted to life in the greasy hole. But I have one strong hope to buoy me up. If it's that is realised, I free tomorrow morning. What is that? I asked. Why? He answered with a sigh. The doorbell rang, summoning him to supper. Why the whole horrid business? Has been as weird and uncanny, and I'm beginning to believe it's all a dream. If it is, why I wake up and find myself at home in bed? That's all. I clung to the hope for nearly a year now, getting weaker any minute, every minute. Yes, five one oh. I answered, raising and shaking my head. Him by the hand in the parting, as money fell on hope, 
because I'm pretty wide awake myself at this moment. I can't be part of your dream. Great pity is that you didn't try insanity, Dodge. Tati answered. That is the last result of a weak mind. 